the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Let Us Reason, a Christian-Muslim dialogue with host Al Fadi. Let Us Reason is a unique show utilizing theology, apologetics, and evangelism to reach Muslims for Christ by comparing and contrasting Christian and Muslim doctrines. And now, your host, Al Fadi. Well, good morning, everyone. I hope you're having a wonderful Saturday morning um, uh, today. Uh, we are going to continue our discussion on our radio show, Let Us Reason. I'm your host, Al Fadi, and thank you for joining us again on this hot topic that we started it two weeks ago. And the topic was uh, whether Christians and Muslims worship the same God. Certainly, um, on the surface, it sounds like it's a very easy topic to answer. Uh, I can tell you, um, as a former Muslim myself, when I was growing up, uh, believing in Islam, I was convinced that uh, the God of Islam is the God of the Bible. But when I became a believer, I began to look at it from a different angle. And really, it depends um, what is the right answer for this question, uh, whether we're taking it from a theological standpoint, whether we're looking at it from an evangelistic standpoint. I think there is wisdom in trying to meet people at their level sometimes. And uh, what I mean by that is I'm not going to just be dogmatic, hardline, uh, providing one answer all the time without having to reason with the person until we get them to a point of understanding. Keep in mind, uh, there is a spiritual battle out there. Uh, keep in mind that uh, our job is not to uh, convince people. Our job is to plant seeds and to reason with them and let the Holy Spirit do His work. I came from that background, and it's by the power of God that today I sit here telling you that I am a former Muslim and a follower of my Lord Jesus Christ, and I understand from the Scripture today who God is. But that doesn't mean that every Muslim you're going to meet will develop that level of understanding just like that on the spot. So uh, with me today, I'm so excited uh, to uh, have a dear friend, uh, Dr. Paul, uh, Paul Martindale. And uh, I'll share a little bit uh, about uh, Dr. Paul with you right here. Um, uh, he has uh, more than 30 years of experience working with Muslims. And uh, he is also the director of the Summer Institute on Islam. In fact, that's one of the things that... Uh, I've known about him, and um, I always have the honor and the privilege to participate in that uh, institute uh, uh, by uh, uh, teaching others who want to reach out to my people. And uh, he definitely uh, works with churches um, in the Boston, Massachusetts area and uh, other areas as well, and uh, who are specifically reaching out to immigrant and uh, those who come from a Muslim population and uh, what's so exciting also uh, to me about uh, Dr. Martindale is uh, where he works today is one of those schools that I have uh, a great love for. Uh, Dr. Martindale is uh, also the ranked adjunct assistant professor of Islamic studies and cross-cultural ministry at Gordon-Conwell Theological Seminary. So he teaches courses on Islam and ministry to Muslims 
uh, and uh, he uh, designed also the Islamic Studies track for the MA program. So if you're really interested in earning a degree in this field, um, you know, you have uh, uh, this program now that I shared with you. So um, hopefully you can contact uh, Dr. Martindale and even uh, contact him about the Summer Institute that is held annually. And Dr. Martindale uh, published articles on dialogue with Muslims, ministry to the diaspora Muslims, and Muslim evangelism. And he's with me here today, obviously, to talk about this very important topic, whether Christians and Jews, uh, uh, I'm sorry, Christian and Muslims uh, worship the same God. Um, Dr. Martindale, thank you so much for taking time to join us, and uh, welcome uh, to the show. My pleasure. Good morning, Al. Nice to be with you on the show. Thank you so much. Um, uh, Dr. Martindale, you've worked with Muslims for years, and uh, you travel the world. Uh, you worked with the people who are working with Muslims overseas and even here in the States. Uh, what has been your impression related to this topic uh, when it comes to Muslims? How do Muslims view God, and especially in relationship to the God of the Bible? Well, um, <clears throat> excuse me. Much of what Muslims believe about God, we also believe about God. That um, he is one, that he is the creator of all that exists, the heavens and the earth. Um, That he is uh, Lord and sovereign over all things. That uh, one day uh, he will be the judge on uh, the day of judgment. Um... uh, yeah, I mean, there there are um, more things, you might say, in common uh, that Muslims believe about God, or Allah, that they call him, uh, as we do. Um, there are some significant differences, uh, but, um, you know, generally uh, they identify him as the one true creator God, the God of uh, Abraham, Isaac, uh, Jacob, David, Jesus. And uh, whenever you read a book um, written by a Muslim about Islam, quite often they'll begin by saying, Islam is not a new religion. It's the same religion of the one true creator God of the Jews and the Christians. And they view Islam more as... um, kind of an updated version, really, of Judaism and Christianity. And so they believe that uh, Islam is not a new and different religion, and they do not believe that Allah, um, you know, is a different God than the God that the Jews and the Christians worship. So basically, and and I would agree with you, of course, uh, being myself a former Muslim, when it comes to the Muslim uh, person, um, they're taught this, uh, not just uh, by people, but uh, they're taught this from the Primary sources of Islam, the Quran itself, attest uh, to the fact that uh, the God of Christianity is the God of Islam. So when they say Allah is the God of the Bible, they're really not fabricating things. They're just representing their own understanding of who God is. And uh, there is a lot of, as you mentioned, brother, a lot of commonalities, a lot of uh, uh, points that we can build bridges from related to who God is and how he revealed himself in the Quran. Now, um, have you had any experiences 
trying to uh, uh, build upon these uh, points of understandings with Muslims and lead them now to uh, uh, the greater picture of who God is from a biblical standpoint. For instance, like he's a savior, something that at least the Quran does not discuss. Yes. Um, you know, in communication with people of other faiths, generally uh, we look for um, assumptions you know, beliefs that we might have in common, and then we work from there. And so with the Muslim, we actually have more in common than with an atheist and even some very liberal Christians uh, who question, you know, revelation, etc. Um, I find that it's never helpful to try to go uh, immediately to what we would have differences in belief about, and um, I would uh, generally begin by affirming what they and we both believe. Now, one of the things, <clears throat> excuse me, um, one of the things uh, about um, Islam and the Quran is that Allah is unknowable. In Surah 42, uh, 11, it says, nothing is like him. And so for the Muslim, God is a mystery, and it's impossible for them to try to paint a mental picture of him or what he is like, and the very attempt would be forbidden. So, you know, this is um, not always uh, simple and easy. It's a little bit complicated, and sometimes we might appear presumptuous, actually, to the Muslim when we say, well, let me share with you how, what God has revealed about himself that you don't know yet. There is truth uh, to that. Um, but uh, how did you navigate through those difficulties in getting them to begin to understand that there is, um, you know, more things about God, for instance, that are mentioned in the Scripture, uh, not necessarily in a negative tone, not necessarily stating that um, uh, you're wrong and here is um, what is so true about God, but uh, have you experienced any openness, for instance, um, among some who are seekers to know more what the Bible taught about God? Well, usually, you know, when I'm meeting a Muslim and we're talking um, fairly quickly, the Muslim will raise the issue of uh, the Trinity and say that, uh, well, we believe in three gods, and they believe in one God. And so I'll affirm the fact that, no, Christians believe in one God, but he's revealed uh, that uh, within himself, within his one divine essence, there are three eternal distinctions— uh, or as Christians generally refer, persons, uh, and that these three uh, persons, in a sense, share the same divine usia, or essence. Uh, they share the authority, the power, the glory, the eternality, um, etc. And that it's not that uh, we believe in three gods, <coughs> excuse me, uh, it's that... Um, we believe that within God uh, there is, um, in a sense, um, not uh, divisions, but um, components. Much like um, if you were to take um, a rock that's uh, a pure you know, mineral and cut it in two, well, it's, it's completely uniform inside. However, if you take something uh, quite a bit more complicated and more glorious, let's say you take a tiger and you split it down the middle and you look at both halves, you 
see that uh, within it there's um, differentiation of uh, substance into, uh, you know, a neurological system, digestive system, uh, you know, bones, etc., and that uh, we're not really talking about more than one uh, tiger, but within that one tiger, uh, you know, it is a complex uh, life form. And how much more uh, might Allah or God be uh, internally? But uh, the Muslim will basically um, be operating with, well, Allah is unknowable. Um, his essence, his characteristics, uh, his attributes, his nature is, um, it's impossible for mankind to know him in that way. The only thing that we know about Allah is uh, his will. And he's made that clear. The revelation in the Quran is um, not about who Allah is by nature or attributes, but it's um, this is what we have to do to believe, to submit, uh, to follow him. And so, um, unfortunately for the Muslim, um, it's not um, a relationship where you can know and be known. Um, it's more like somebody sent you a FedEx package and you open it up and inside is a book. And the book says, there is this landlord and he owns everything and here's what you have to do to uh, maintain his goodwill and pleasure. So it's um, kind of a long distance from outside of our reality, you know, a message that's been sent in to, to them. And, uh, but uh, basically, we would say that, um, <clears throat> excuse me, that the God of the Bible is also transcendent or unknowable, but that's temporary. That's because of sin, and uh, we can know him to the extent that he has revealed himself to us in the scriptures, and also uh, by what he has created in uh, nature. Thank you for that um, explanation. Um, in Christianity today, uh, as you are aware of the most recent controversy here related to a professor at Wheaton, her name is Dr. or Professor uh, Laricia Hawkins, who posted on Facebook uh, uh, something to the extent that Christians and Muslims worship the same God. And uh, for whatever reason, this created a, uh, an uproar among the Christian communities in, uh, at large. And, um, you know, you yourself and a few other scholars uh, contributed to a recent article um, that addressed this particular controversy. Um, Dr. Martindale, why is it such a, a hot topic among evangelicals, among Christians, in general, whenever we ask this question, uh, in your view, is it lack of understanding of what Muslims actually believe in and why they believe in it, or is it being more dogmatic, or or is it in between? Yes. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, well, the, um, the reaction um, comes because if you understand the doctrine of Allah in the Quran and the doctrine of God in the Bible, there's an awful lot of uh, difference and even conflicting aspects. You know, we serve a God who loves us. Uh, Allah has no emotions, um, you know, for his followers. 
Um, Allah rewards those who, you know, submit to his will and do his will. Uh, the God of the Bible, while we were still in rebellion against him and enemies of him, uh, he sent his son to come and be a propitiation for our sins and open up the way for uh, forgiveness. Um, we have a God who has revealed himself to us um, even more fully um, beyond the scriptures in the person of Christ. Uh, Muslims, you know, are worshiping someone that's unknowable. So there are a number of um, conflicting areas between the doctrines, the doctrine of Allah in Islam and the, the doctrine of God in Christianity. And most Christians, you know, are aware of these differences, and therefore they just kind of jump to the conclusion that, uh, you know, Muslims can't possibly be worshiping the same God that we do. And so uh, I think it's very important that we become more sensitive to the complexity of our cultural and uh, religiously diverse world um, and learn how to um, not just think in sound bites, uh, kind of under the influence of the media. It seems like all the information that we get, <coughs> excuse me, uh, all the information that we get seems to be in very short pieces. Um, but the world is a lot more complicated than that. Islam and Christianity, where they overlap and where they don't overlap and where they're mutually, you know, um, inconsistent, um, it complicates it so that uh, basically you have to keep more than one thing in mind. Um, Muslims identify God uh, as the one true creator God, uh, the God of Abraham, Isaac, uh, Jacob, Moses, Jesus. So they're referring uh, to the same God. And, um, you know, are they worshiping God in um, the correct way with the correct, you know, information? Are they in a salvific you know, relationship with God? Will they be saved by uh, their practice within Islam? Uh, no, we wouldn't say that. Um, are they referencing the one true God accurately? No, we wouldn't say that either. Uh, basically, the two descriptions are partially uh, consistent and partially inconsistent. And so... Um, you know, there are, there are various possibilities, as I wrote in my article. Um, in fact, I listed four possibility, possible conclusions. Number one, the descriptions are inconsistent. In other words, the descriptions of God and Allah in the respective religions are inconsistent. But they still refer to the same entity, so therefore Muslims and Christians worship the same God. Another possibility is that the two descriptions are inconsistent, and they refer to two different entities, so Muslims and Christians do not worship the same God. A third possibility, that the descriptions are inconsistent. In other words, the texts describe two partially similar but overall different doctrines, but the followers of Islam believe they are following the same God as the Christian God. And then the fourth um, possibility, the descriptions are inconsistent. One of the descriptions is the correct one, and one is false. 
but the followers of Islam believe they are following the correct description and the correct God. Really, you need to keep, um, you know, three things, I think, in, in uh, mind at the same time in order to uh, comprehensively, you know, understand this issue, uh, rather than just have a knee-jerk reaction, oh, they worship a different God. So my answer would be like this. Number one, they are referencing the same one true creator God as described in the Bible. Um, however, they don't really know uh, the one true God accurately. I'll come back to that in a second. And then third, uh, what is worship? You know, when you set up the question, we worship the same God. Well, what really is worship? Let me just um, change that to say, uh, are they in a salvific, a saving relationship with God? And I, and I would answer no to that. Coming back to whether or not they truly know God, you know, I would say that Islam makes Muslims more religious. Uh, there's a lot of actually uh, things that we could learn from them. Um, you know, they pray five times a day. Um, they're, they're very devoted, um, many of them, most of them, uh, the ones that I've known. Um, you know, so Islam makes you more religious, but that doesn't necessarily save you. Uh, we're not saved by being religious or not as religious. The question of knowing, do we know the same God, um, or do we know accurately uh, God? I would point to Luke chapter 10, verse 22. No one knows who the Son is except the Father, and no one knows who the Father is except the Son, and those to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Amen. So Muslims, you know, they may be very religious. They, they're wonderful, generous, hospitable, family-oriented, you know, people. Um, and Islam makes them, in a sense, dedicated and disciplined and religious. But unfortunately, and this is the tragedy here, instead of, you know, uh, debating about whether they worship a different god, well, we need to be getting out to them and leading them to a saving faith in Jesus Christ. So um, this is definitely um, a very interesting uh, angle that you have taken, and uh, your article is right in front of me. And if you can uh, let people know, uh, Dr. Martindale, how they can get a hold of it, um, I understand that it's part of a bigger uh, report that was done by EMS, uh, which is the uh, uh, at least the entity uh, behind this uh, comprehensive report. But how can people uh, get a hold of uh, this particular article, or at least your article, um, uh, per se? Um, well, this is the Evangelical Mission Society, and it's the Occasional Bulletin Special Edition 2016. So there were 21 missionaries and missiologists and theologians that contributed articles. So it's a it's a group of 21 articles written by 21 of us, each of us kind of taking a different, you might say, tack or uh, angle on it. Um, and uh, if you just go to the um, EMS Occasional Bulletin uh, website, I don't have that link in front of me, but um, I'm sure if you Google it, uh, this edition is open to the public, so you don't need to be a subscriber uh, to benefit from all of those articles. 
Amen. We're approaching the end of our show. Once again, you can access not only Dr. Martindale's um, uh, article in particular, but also the other uh, 20 uh, scholars. One of them, by the way, is a former Muslim whom I will be also interviewing on my show related to this. Uh, the easy way is just you can Google it or you just can go to uh, emsweb.org and once there, search for the uh, occasional bulletin, uh, bulletin, I'm sorry, or you can even just search under do Christians and Muslims worship the same God, missiological implications. That's another way I Googled it and you can find it so easily. And again, if you were interested in uh, uh, Dr. Martindale's hypotheses here, uh, he has four different points uh, that he builds upon his article. And uh, Dr. Martindale, thank you so much for joining us. I know this is uh, really, we're not doing you a justice here. This is a deep topic, but uh, at least this is a start for hopefully more discussions related to this and other things um, in the field of evan- evangelism that you are involved in. Thank you so much for making time for us. And uh, uh, to the rest of you, I hope you enjoyed the show. You can always get in touch with me, as always, uh, by emailing me at Ministries at gmail.com. This is Let Us Reason. I'm your host, Al-Fadi. Until we meet again, uh, have a blessed week. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.